0: Hello wine lovers, it's Matthew here from Simply Spanish Wine and welcome to another episode in our podcast series. In this episode we're continuing our journey around some of Spain's best, uh, best best, known, best loved wine regions with a look at Central Spain. So Ben, what do we mean when we talk about Central Spain in a winemaking context? Good question. So
1: Central Spain for me really means the kind of tilted triangle between the cities of Avila, Madrid and Toledo, and especially focused on the Gredos mountain range. What we're not talking about is that huge wine-growing area of La Mancha, which we'll take a closer look at another time.
0: Okay, so what's so special about
1: that, that triangle you just mentioned? Well, for a start, it's a little bit anarchic and tricky to define because it spans various administrative regions. You know, you've got places like Zebreros in the province of Ávila, then San Martín de Val which is actually on the western edge of the Madrid region, and then a bit further south, Real de San Vicente, which is sort of in the top left corner of the province of Toledo. So it's it's not easy to pigeonhole, even though as the crow flies, these places are quite close to the capital of Madrid. It sounds fun. It is. It's a wonderful place. You and I have been there plenty of times, and it's the most stunning landscape High, rural, unpopulated,
0: and it's literally on Madrid's doorstep. Yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly beautiful, isn't it? And it's also home to hectares of really old vines, and much of them are garnacha, or on the white side, albio real, which can make lovely honeyed white wines. And these old vines are a real treasure trove for the new breed of winemakers in the region. That's very, very true. But historically, we're talking about a place that's
1: only been on the Spanish wine map for about 15 years. Uh, A lot of the winemaking here has either been families brewing for their own consumption or selling grapes to cooperatives for bulk wine.
0: Yeah, I mean, things change very quickly. Remember in the 1990s, bureaucrats decided the problem was overproduction and farmers were paid to rip up older, Unproductive vines. And now the tables have turned completely, and those old vines are seen, quite rightly, as a priceless part of Spain's wine heritage. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Now, as we've discussed before here, the altitude
1: really helps uh, with vines growing it up to, what, 1,200 metres above sea level Mm. and lots of different plots facing different directions. Grapes can ripen at a steady pace and growers can get healthy fruit with all the flavours and aromas that uh, Garnache can give. Wine critics sometimes talk about these binos de altura or high altitude wines as being an iron fist in a velvet glove, perfumed and ethereal, a bit like Pinot Noir,
0: but with a steely heart to them. Gredos, of course, it's also home to a growing band of uh, how would you call them terronistas, no, mm. or winemakers obsessed with understanding and mapping the different soil types in the region and really understanding the influence of that particular terroir on their on their wines. So high up in the heart of Spain, soils are largely granite and slate and both of those they help retain the heat and ripen the grapes and provide some of that wonderful minerality which of course is a much debated much debated term amongst wine folk oh yes yes but uh, probably best to leave that for another podcast i though. think so So anyway, there we are. That's a quick three-minute tour around central Spain. It's a beautiful place to explore. So next time you're in Madrid or close to Madrid, it's well worth driving out there for the day. Thanks for listening and tune in again uh, for our next episode when we'll be carrying on our journey around Spain's wine regions. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye for now.